My focus today is on the church. Amen. I want to I wanna be a blessing to the church today. I want to help somebody. Amen. I don't have a new message. I got a real old message. Amen. Ancient, actually. Amen. What works is not all the new things in life, but it's the old it's the old path. Amen. The old path. Amen. It still works. Amen. Thank the Lord. If you got your Bible, open them to 1 John, the 5th chapter. Amen. 1 John chapter 5. Amen. I know the Lord dealt with me yesterday to preach to this church. Amen. I want us to go forward. I want us to go up. I want us to go higher. I want us to get closer to God. I want us to see more revival. Amen. I don't want us to slide backwards. Amen. I want us to move forward. Amen. The, the way that this happens is you just got to pick your feet up and say, I'm, I'm moving on with Jesus. Amen. It's a new day. Amen. We can't live off of last week's wonderful services and last week's prayer. Amen. We got to get something from God today. Amen. First John 5 and 14. Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Amen. We've got confidence. If we ask anything according to his will, he's going to hear us. And we know if he hears us, we're going to get the petition. We're going to get the desire that we asked him of. Amen. I'm thankful today that prayer is still the key. And prayer is still what works. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. It's still prayer. I said it's still prayer. It's still prayer. Now, why don't you set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord all across the house. Amen. Why don't we ask God to help us right now in the name of Jesus. We need you, Lord. We need your strength in this house. We need your help, oh God. Come on, join up with somebody next to you. If it's appropriate, let's pray together. Binding your faith with their faith. In the name of Jesus, God, help us. Help us, God. Strengthen us today. Oh, we need your help, God. Hallelujah. We need your direction, God. We need your strength, Lord. We need you to order our footsteps every day, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands to Jesus now? Hallelujah. We praise you, oh God. We praise you, oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. I want to preach. Everybody say it. Still prayer. Amen. I have been to uh, many churches and I've uh, listened to a lot of different people preach and 
teach and I've sat at round tables and where people have talked about the kingdom of God and how to promote it and how to push it and amen, how we can best do what God called us to do. We're living in an era where there's so much technology and, and uh, different ways that people are sending out the gospel and I understand all that and we do some of that. And, um, but I, I have a burden today to preach, amen, to this church that there's nothing that's going to take the place of prayer. Amen. Let me give you a chance to wake up on a rainy morning. I said there's nothing that's going to take the place of a church that's dedicated to prayer. Well, praise God. Amen. Uh, some people think if we could just get our services out on Facebook or we could get it on YouTube, we're, gonna, we're going to reach the lost or, and do all this and we will have finally arrived. I'm going to tell you, you'll never arrive until you get a prayer life. I said you get a prayer life. Amen. When people start praying, things start happening. Amen. So it doesn't matter whether today you walked in and you said, I, I want God to use me. I, I want to be a soul winner. Or, or whether you walked in and you said, I need God to touch my body or to touch my mind or to heal me and help me and strengthen me. I need God to show me, amen, the, the, the steps that my life is going to take. Let me tell you, the answer is, is not uh, going to be found in a crystal ball and it ain't going to be found in a newspaper. Amen. It's going to be found when people learn how to get underneath a pew. Amen. Learn how to get on an altar. Uh, amen. Learn how to walk around the church in the middle of the week when nobody's here. Uh, and they learn how to touch God. Uh, and they learn how to say, not my will, uh, but thy will be done. Uh, Amen. When you learn how to fortify the deeds of the body uh, and you say, God, uh, I can't do this without you. Uh, I need you. Uh, come on, church. Uh, hallelujah. We need you, Lord. Uh, I'm telling you, revival will begin to happen in your family when you learn how to pray. Amen. Prayer moves heaven and earth. I said it moves heaven and earth. Amen. Uh, people want counseling and they want to talk to people about all kinds of things. And my question is, have you talked to God about it yet? It's kind of quiet in here. We went from summer to winter and it got cold on me all of a sudden. Uh, amen. P people want counseling. I need, I need to know what to do. Uh, I, I got to talk to the pastor. I got to talk to my friends. Uh, let me tell you who you need to talk to first of all. I said, let me tell you who you need to talk to first of all. Uh, you need to talk to your creator. Uh, you need to talk to the one that breathed life into you. Uh, the one that created you. Uh, the one that knows how many hairs is on your head. Uh, you need to get a relationship Oh, 
yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer changes situations. Amen. Prayer will take care of things that you were not even aware of. Prayer has taken care of situations you did not even know about it. Hey, I've been in prayer and the Lord's been dealing with me. Uh, There's been car accidents that did not happen because somebody was praying. You didn't even know what happened. Uh, Come on, I'm going to preach to you. I'm telling you, there is death angels uh, that have passed over and you didn't even know they were in your vicinity, uh, but it passed over uh, because somebody was praying. Uh, Hey, Somebody needs to get a hold of what I'm preaching about right now. It ain't about everything you see. There's a lot of things you don't see that prayer will take care of. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, the most important thing in your life is your prayer life. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to teach and preach to this church today. There's people running to and fro trying to make an extra dollar and trying to do this and trying to get an extra friend. Trying to do this and meet friends and influence people and all this stuff. Running errands all day long. Amen. But they don't have time to walk into God's house. You are not created for energy. You aren't created for the mortgage company. You weren't created for the government. You were created for his pleasure. And if you ain't praying and you ain't walking with him, come on, church. People take care of everything in their life except their prayer life. They pay their bills. Uh, they, they do their obligations. Uh, they pay their taxes. Matter of fact, if you don't pay them by Monday, you're going to get in the newspaper. So let's all go pay on Monday. Don't forget. I'll see you down there somewhere. Praise God. Hopefully, Lord willing, Jesus, help me. Amen. Trying to build a church too. But we do all kinds of things in the world except the most important part. We set all kinds of goals. Praise God. Let me look this way. Amen. I'm getting a better look this way than I. Amen. It's oh, December 31st. We're going to set goals. We got trim 20 right here. We're going to balance the budget. We're going to cut the carbs. We're going to walk 10,000 steps. But nowhere in the goals do we say, I'm going to double my prayer. Well, I'm going to preach to you. What's going to help you make it? It's going to be the right kind of goals. 
Come on, church. Come on, church. Stick your toe out there. Let me step on it a little while. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, a dollar an hour raise ain't going to change your life. But 20 minutes of prayer will change your life. $2 an hour ain't going to change your life. Uncle Sam's going to take it anyway. But 45 minutes of red hot prayer will turn your whole family and your whole world and your whole finances upside down. Hey. Man, prayer makes life change from unbearable to pleasurable. Amen. Praise God. People that feel like their life is unbearable. Can I just talk to you for a minute? Praise God. Praise God. Well, the devil don't want me to preach this. That's why I'm going to preach it. Some people think, get to a place where they feel like life is unbearable. Let me tell you, that's a dangerous place to be. Because when you start feeling like that, the devil will jump on your shoulder. Start telling you your life has no worth and no purpose. You might as well take your own life. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, if you're on the lowest of the lowest of the lowest, uh, amen, all you got to do is get underneath a pew and say, God, I'm not going to let go until something shakes. I'm not going to quit praying until you change something. Come on, church, I'm preaching out of the Bible right now. Somebody needs to get a hold of the angel, the Lord, and say, I'm going to wrestle with you. If it takes all night long, you're going to touch me. You're going to bless me. You're going to turn this around. God, take the quitter spirit out of us. Take the quit out of people. Take the baby out of people. Take the sissy out of people. Uh, amen. Let some people get a hold of God uh, with both hands uh, and say, I ain't going to let go. Uh, you're going to change this. Uh, you're going to. Do you ever get tired of getting drugged through the mud? Do you ever get tired of the devil beating you down? Uh, why don't you start beating him down? Uh, Lift your hands to the Lord together right now. God, put it in our spirits today. Help us, God. Hallelujah. 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 Why? Why would people... Let's say this. Why would the flesh hate to go to prayer so bad? I'll tell you why. Because it is in prayer 
where God turns on the spotlight from heaven and you begin to see things in your spirit that need to be changed. That's why when the Holy Ghost begins to move in the service, amen, you got two types of people. You got those that want to change and they start responding to what they feel and then you got those that don't want to change and they start doing the old crawfish and they start getting nervous. It ain't them getting nervous, it's that dirty rotten flesh that knows it. if this goes any further, if this goes any deeper, I'm gonna have to change my attitude. I'm gonna have to start apologizing to people. I'm gonna have to start repenting. If I'm gonna get what God's got for me, there's some old friends that are gonna get blocked on Facebook. There's some contacts that are gonna get discarded. And the flesh don't wanna change. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And it don't want anybody to turn the apple cart upside down. Let me tell you what the word of God does. It turns the apple cart upside down. When Jesus walks up into the temple and he sees things that ain't right, he's going to start. I'm going to preach to you. When Jesus walks in and he's got the zeal and it ain't right. Amen, I don't know why they always uh, preach, try to, you know, just try to get to me. I'm going to check my kid's phone and make sure they ain't been texting the pastor because your kids ain't been texting me. Your husband ain't been texting me. Your wife hasn't been texting me. God's been texting me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen, we've been walking up and down these aisles and the Lord's been talking to me. Amen, I come in today to preach to you. It could all change in a moment. Everything that you're struggling with could be changed in a moment. Hallelujah. There's a war going on. Spirit is saying, I I, I want it. The Spirit's saying, I want to line up. But the flesh is saying, I don't want to line up. The flesh is saying, give me an easy way. But the Spirit's saying, you got to do it my way. And the flesh is saying, is there another way? And the Spirit's saying, there's not another way. And the flesh is saying, is there another way to get baptized? And the Spirit's saying, no. There's not another name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. Every step of the way when God's word is trying to mold people and shape people, the flesh is pushing. Carnal mind is not just a neighbor that he don't talk to to God. He's not just an unfriendly neighbor. The Bible said a carnal mind is enmity, which means it's an enemy to God. 
tell you, you're not very far from being a carnal-minded person. You miss a prayer meeting. You miss a service. You miss another prayer meeting. And you're going to be as carnal as the one down there standing on the side of the road. You will have become an enemy to what God is trying to do in your very own life. Come on, church. Come on, church. Some people don't like the war, don't like the battle. Uh, amen. And the one down there on the side of the road, uh, God's dealing with him uh, just like he's dealing with you. Uh, and he don't like God dealing with him, so he's sitting there saying, I need $2 uh, so I can get another fifth uh, so I can drown this feeling that I got. <laughs> well, the church don't do the fifths. We do the pills. Well, you can be seated. It's getting kind of quiet here. Amen. Let me tell you, the devil's got all kinds of things he will give you uh, to get your eyes off of God uh, and get your mind off of what you need to be doing. Uh, the fact that you need to be on an altar every day of your life, uh, mortifying the deeds of the body when you get high and you get... Well, I... I don't want anything to put an edge on my. If I need to feel convicted, bless God, I want to feel it. I don't want alcohol to block it. I don't. Well, hallelujah. Well, I'm just going to preach a while. Amen. I got a brother that's a doctor and I love him very much. And if I called him today and said, man, my foot's hurting. He would give me the best drugs in the world. He would give me whatever I wanted. Matter of fact, he wrote on a prescription for somebody else, hotty toddy, the other day for all their pains. I said, no. Well, no, you don't understand. You need to read the Bible. The Bible says strong drink is not for royalty. Why did Solomon say well, the Bible said drink a little wine for your stomach. What a lot of people don't understand is they call it the fruit of the vine. They call it wine. Sometimes it got old and got fermented. It don't matter if it's new or old or whatever, and their, their water wasn't sanitary, and there's was a lot of reasons they drank a lot of different stuff. Don't try to use the Bible for your drinking habit. Well, hallelujah. That's like, that's like somebody using the Bible for their excuse to have a big beard. <laughs> no, there ain't nobody in Western culture with a beard for religious purposes. It's Maybelline for men is what it is. It's getting kind of quiet in the house all of a sudden. Uh, you ain't doing it for Jesus. You're doing it to change the look. And if a woman ain't supposed to do it, a man ain't supposed to do it. Hallelujah. You say, how do you know that? This is how I know. Because the beards in the Bible, they weren't even allowed to trim the corners of it. Praise God. Well, let me preach you a while. Let me tell you the flesh... 
When God's word begins to go forward, I said when God's word begins to go forward, the flesh just bows up. Let me tell you, that ought to be a great indicator to you that if my flesh bows up when the word goes forth, I'm wrong. Hey, when I hear the word of God, I don't get mad, I get happy because I know I got a habit. I need God to lead me. And Well, take this whole world but give me Jesus. I won't turn back. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. My Lord. Prayer will help you see traps that the enemy has laid for you. <laughs> Praise God. No, I do know about you. And I do know that you hate getting trapped. I hate getting trapped. I hate getting injured. Praise God. Do you know when you get a prayer line, you'll learn where to step and where not to step. If you get a prayer line, you'll learn when to open your mouth. And you'll know when the trap's been set for you. You'll learn when to say, well, I'll be praying for you. Have you heard what they did? I'm telling you, they are blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll sure be praying for you. Because y'all sure need revival. Prayer will help you see where the traps are. Praise God. Thank the Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Prayer will help you avoid traps of temptation. Praise God. Prayer will help you avoid traps of unhealthy relationships. Telling you, there's some people you don't need to hook up with. Bible said all you got to do is look at the fruits. Look at the fruits. Are they builders or are they destroyers? Look, look at what they touch. Does it get better or does it get worse? If what they touch gets worse, don't let them touch you. You, you ain't got to hate people. You ain't got to be mean to people. You can grin at them, say I love you. We'll talk to you at prayer meeting Monday. We'll see you there. Don't, don't drag me down the funnel. Don't. Don't pull me down the gossip. 
Don't get me on that channel. Amen. I, well, praise God. Well, let me preach you a while. Amen. Prayer will help you control the works of the flesh. When you can't do it by yourself. I want to read a few things. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest or they appear, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness. There goes that drinking again. Praise God. Well, we're on it today. Revelings and such like of the which I t- or anything like that. He's always saying, in case I missed out, anything like that. As I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Let me just say it in my language. You ain't going to heaven, honey, if you can't control your flesh. Sir, if you can't get your flesh on an altar and make it do right, it's going to be hard for you to get off the ground when the trumpet blows. Amen. You've got to mortify the deeds of your body. You've got to take your flesh by the nap of the neck and say, flesh, you may not like it, but you're going to do right. You're going to love everybody. You're going to be kind. You're not going to be a backstabber. Well, hallelujah. Boy, this is great stuff today. Amen. If the flesh is not subdued, if the flesh is allowed to live and have life, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. There's people, my whole life I've seen people, maybe I'm the people, I don't know, that go through, it seems like cycles, like do good and just be on fire for God for three months, six months, nine months, year, and it's like, and then they cycle into this, uh, I don't know what you call it, the abyss. And, 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 I, and I just, in my mind, I thought, that's just, that's just how some people are. That's just how people are with this. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just like it just, you can almost put a clock on it sometimes. And, amen. They, they'd be good here, and, and you know when it's going to happen. And you can almost see the signs coming on that they're about to go for a little tailspin. And then all of a sudden, they're back on cloud nine. And then, and then they're in the cycle. And in my mind, I almost just started to believe that's just how, that's just how people are. Maybe that's how I am, but I don't think so. But I began to pray yesterday, and, and the Lord began to deal with me from this very subject. Amen. That it, it, ain't, it ain't their life in a cycle. And it ain't their emotions in a cycle. Amen. And it ain't a spiritual cycle of I'm giving spirit to them and not but the cycle is a cycle of prayer and when they're 
when they get to the very bottom, all of a sudden they begin to reach for God. You ain't got amen me. I prayed up. When, when they get on the very bottom and everything's falling apart, that's when they start to pray. And what happens when you pray is you don't keep going down, you start going up. The sun. Oh, help me preach right now, God. When you pray, things get better. When you pray, things come together. When you pray, things start going up. When you pray, your marriage gets better. When you pray, your finances start going up. When you pray. So the explanation of the cycle is not emotions or whatever. But the explanation of the the roller coaster is that people pray when they have to and when God takes them back to the top because they've been praying then the pressure's off praise God got my bills paid wife still loves me praise God I got it going on praise the Lord I put my truck my old red got put on hospice yesterday Anyway, y'all, pray for all that. Pray for me. Amen. Praise God. I got a used, new used truck, new to me, used truck. All I could think about was old red. Amen. How many devils we stomped and how many prayer meetings we went together. Amen. So pray for old red. Amen. He's got transmission leaks and Motor leaks, and now he's got electrical problems. Y'all pray for him. Anyway, he's about to be retired to the to the church, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the lumber truck for a while. Amen. Praise God. But anyway, I was going through a little motion yesterday thinking, Lord, I ain't had a truck payment in seven years, I don't think. God, you're going to have to help me now, but it's better than walking. Praise God. Pulled up to a gas station the other day with old red. It was the exact same place it broke down on me one time. Same pump and everything. Start having flashbacks. Said, God, don't let this starter go out at the same place, at the same pump. Probably the same people working in there. I prayed God and it started. Anyway, anyway, that's another story. But Amen. When prayer becomes unimportant in your life. I'm telling you, you're about to start going downhill. I can tell you, your whole world is about to unravel. And it'll unravel faster than you think it will. Amen. But the cycle is, the good part about it is, you can always go up. If you... (laughs) I got some good news for you today. You may feel like you're four foot under the mud. You may feel like you're at the bottom of the sea in the belly of a well. It's all up from there. All you got to do is start having a prayer meeting. God, did I say that I didn't want to do what you told me to do? Can we retract that? Can we take that? You know I didn't mean that, Lord. If I did mean it, I'm taking it back right now. God, I want to do your will. You got me, Lord. You got my attention. 
I give you my life. I give you my future. I give you these little feet right here. If you tell me where to step, I'm going to step. Just get me up out of the bottom of this cycle. And prayer will bring you out every time. Hallelujah. Man, I've preached prayer for nine years in this church. I'm going to preach it till the Lord carries me out. A man said one time that repetition is the mother of learning. I said it's the mother of learning. Amen. I, I, want, I, I want this to get in somebody's spirit today. So the challenge that I have today is to, is to build in the church what God intended for it to be was a culture. Everybody say a culture. A culture of prayer. A culture is simply a particular group of people's customs. Man, different cultures act differently. They cook differently. They celebrate holidays differently. Man, one time it was my birthday, and I never had this happen before. I was at a Mexican restaurant, and uh, we just sang happy birthday, and you blow out the candles. Well, they sang happy birthday to me, and somebody snuck up behind me from the staff, and they put a whole cake in my face. I thought, hey, that ain't very nice. But I, that ain't my culture. But in their culture, when you, it's your birthday, you're going to get cake in your face. And so different cultures, they, they talk different and act different and, and wear different colors and fix their hair different. And, and, and they're just different. There's nothing wrong with different cultures. But uh, the reason that they do what they do is because they've been taught repetitiously, this is how you do this. Man, no offense or no joke about anybody, but I always wondered how those guys that have that towel around their head like, and it went all the way up, and how they drive a truck like that. <laughs> and I got a feeling they didn't try to figure out how to do that the day they got in the truck. Probably when they was little, their mama wrapped a towel around their head. <laughs> I'm not being mean, I'm just saying stuff. Praise God. Amen. I might get banned from Facebook now. Who knows? But it's culture. You, you, you learn how to do stuff because that's your culture. Praise the Lord. You learn how to cook rice and beans if that's your culture. My culture was beans and fried potatoes and cornbread. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Beans, fried potatoes, and cornbread. Every now and then I get that meal and I just sit down and I feel like a king. You know what I'm talking about? Because that's who I am. That's, my, that's how I grew up. Maybe because we couldn't afford to go to Bonanza every night. So we had cornbread and we had beans and we had fried potatoes. And if dad got a bonus, we probably had macaroni and cheese to go with him. 
we learn the culture. And when I sit down to a bowl of beans and some nice cornbread that's been flipped right. It just feels like I'm at home. It don't matter where I'm at. I just, it takes me back because that's who I am. I'll never get tired of it. You go to Brazil, or if you get a girlfriend from Brazil, praise the Lord. You're going to get some rice and beans. Amen. So the first time I went, we had rice and beans the first meal. And then the second meal, we had rice and beans. And then the third meal, we had rice and beans. And the fourth meal, we had rice and beans. So I said, do y'all always eat rice and beans? You know, because I had a debit card. I could have got something if it was a problem. Yeah. He said, this is the first thing our young girls learn how to cook is rice and beans. We can have chicken with it. We can have fish with it. We may have a salad with it, but we're going to have rice and beans. This is who we are. We ain't doing this because we can't afford whatever. This is who we are. Amen. (laughs) Beans and cornbread may be the cheapest meal there is. I don't know. But to me, it's about the best. What what are you talking about? Because that's who I am. That's what I ate probably every day of my life. And I thought, this is what you're supposed to do. When we got up every morning, we had milk gravy and homemade biscuits. Before I went to school, every morning I had homemade biscuits and milk gravy with sausage in it. Crumbled all up. When they got a McDonald's in our town, Every once in a great while, probably when we could afford it, my dad would go down there and get some pancakes and bring them back. We thought that was a treat. I didn't know that was garbage until I became an adult and realized what my culture was was the best. How I was raised was the best way. McDonald's is not the best meal. Take your Big Mac and give me some cornbread. Well, I'm sorry. Amen. I didn't realize that how I was raised was the best way to be raised. So I, well, so I got a job is to help the church get the culture that God intended for you to have. The New Testament church was told this, to pray without ceasing. It's like a Brazilian never quits eating rice and beans. I'll never quit eating until I die. Cornbread and beans and fried potatoes. Never. But when you get the Holy Ghost... And you walk into the church and you become part of the New Testament church. You don't do it by reading a sinner's prayer. You don't do it by repeating Billy Graham or or clapping to Jimmy Swagger. 
Praise the Lord. But you get it by doing what the Bible said. Except a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Our culture, the New Testament culture of the church is to be born of the water and born of the spirit. You gotta get baptized in Jesus' name. You gotta speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost comes. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, anything cheaper than that is processed. But our culture is a praying culture. What does it mean to have a praying culture? This, the Lord's been dealing with me. Man, to have a culture of rice and beans means you eat it all day long. You have a culture of prayer means you pray all day long. That means when you get out of bed, you're thinking about talking to God. When you, if you don't have time to go to church in the morning when you're at work, you're thinking about, as soon as I get off work, I'm about to have me a prayer meeting. I'm about to get me some Holy Ghost cornbread and beans. Hey, man, it, it. Come on, church. If all you wanted is on Sunday, it's not your culture. Uh, it's somewhere you like to go and something you like to do. Uh, but when you got it every day uh, and you wake up thinking about it uh, and you go to bed thinking about it, uh, it's your culture. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Help us, God. Help us, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to preach. I got to hurry. I got to get started. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask, everybody say we ask. How do you ask? Prayer, prayer, prayer. Praise God. Three people. Praise God. How do we ask God? How do we talk to God? We pray. If we pray, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. He said this was the confidence. Everybody say the confidence. Amen. Confidence means we got the faith. I said we got the faith. Amen. If living for God was a business, it would be a faith business. Because it's all about faith. You don't get anything without faith. You can't believe these words without faith. You're not going to get in the water without faith. You're not going to repent of your sins unless you believe it's going to do something. You're not going to get rid of your old whatevers without faith. Amen. You're not going to clean up your life without faith. I mean, you got to know it's pleasing God. You got to know this is going to help me. You got to know. This is going to turn heaven upside down. Amen. You, you, you got to get the confidence and faith. Amen. That, that God's going to answer. You got to believe when you pray. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel like preaching. 
You've you got to believe prayer is the best thing on this planet in order to, for you to do it. If you don't think it'll work, I'll never get you to pray. If you believe it's a waste of time, you, you may show up every now and then just to, so nobody gets on your case. But it ain't going to get in your spirit. I mean, I, but if you believed that it was the greatest tool on this planet, there would be nobody that could stop you from praying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the little uh, Brother Alviar's son, they eat rice and beans every day. They come to the States. Uh, about the only thing he'll eat, he, he'll go to Popeye's Chicken and get red beans and rice. He said they like to go where they had to go somewhere and find him a pie pie's because nothing else even remotely tastes similar to that. He don't want nothing else. Well, take this whole world. When you, when it gets in your spirit, nothing is going to satisfy me. Nothing's going to fix me. Give me my fix like an old-fashioned Holy Ghost tongue-talking prayer meeting. You won't want nothing. You'll drive past every other restaurant. Uh, you'll, you'll drive past everything to go to where you know you can get what's... You'd think if you ate rice and beans all year long, if you came to the States for 30 days, you'd eat Mexican food and steaks every day and pasta and all the stuff. No, that boy said, I, mm, Daddy. Praise God. I was, I, I was getting food for him one time. And I was, I was going to a restaurant or something. And I said, just meet me over wherever we was going, Applebee's or somewhere. And he said, well, I'll be about five minutes late. You about five minutes. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go get my boys some rice and beans real fast. I'm telling you, it's in him. Do you know what I'm talking about? I want to get it in you. This, that, an understanding that if I don't get this prayer, hey man, my world's gonna turn upside down. If I don't get this prayer, uh, amen, I, I, I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be satisfied. Uh, yeah. I got to preach, help me, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everybody say confidence. We got the faith. We believe when we pray, God's going to hear us. Amen. Kids, kids knock on doors and then they run off. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. It might get quiet. Who knows? Kids play games. Kids knock on doors and, and then they run away. But adults knock on doors and they're waiting for an answer. Man, it's getting quiet now. 
I hope y'all got a good altar call song. Pull me out of this mess. Kids knock on the door and run away. And they play games. But an adult don't knock on the door unless he needs something to open that door. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people playing spiritual kid games. Woo! Where they come say, Jesus, I, I need you to do this and that. And 30 seconds later, they're already mad at God. Because he ain't done it yet. Let me tell you, God bound himself to answer the prayers that were his will. We have this confidence that if we pray anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know that we're going to get the petition that we ask. What's the key? First of all, you've got to pray God's will. Oh, Lord, here we are on God's will again. Yeah, we're back on God's will again. You, there's some things you don't even need to be praying. If they ain't God's will, you're wasting your oxygen. Uh, don't even. What are you talking about? James said you're not getting your prayers answered because you're asking amiss. Man, you know what amiss means? Get a spark plug out of your engine, what does it do? What does it get? It gets a miss. It ain't going to work. Miss means it's out of the will of God. Miss means it ain't right. A miss even means it could be evil. So when you start praying what your flesh wants, uh-oh. This would be even better. When you start praying who your flesh wants. Oh, Jesus. God, help me right now. It's getting tight in here. Hallelujah. I wish I had a harp because I'd be playing it right now. Ring. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. There's some prayers you don't need to pray anymore. Prayers that will take you out of the house of God in his will. Prayer. Prayers that will mess up your prayer life. Prayer. You know what you need to learn how to do? Quit saying, God, will you give me this? Will you give me that? Say, God, if it's your will. God, I want you to work out your perfect will in my life. I don't hardly pray for nothing except God's will. I pray, God, this is what I pray, God, I want revival because I know that's his will. I know it's not his will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. So when I'm praying, God, go out there and find a sinner and bring them to the house of God. Let them hear the word. Let them repent of their sin. I know I'm praying God's will. When I start praying, God, I need four more thousand dollars so I can go get a new four-wheeler. 
Well, hallelujah. Well, boy. God, I wish somebody buy me a new automatic shotgun. God knows I don't need one. <laughs> Let me just tell you something, church. Amen. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that you're wasting your time praying. God, I need $2. If I had two more dollars an hour, I'm going to make my budget over work, blah, blah, blah. No, you wouldn't because gas is going up anyway. It, it's all going up 10% and you're asking for 2% raise. God may have a 100% raise for you. God may want you to be the business owner. He may not even want you working there anymore. He may... Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God promised he would answer things according to his will. This is what he did not promise. This is what he did not bind himself to. He did not bind himself to answering it in the method that you requested. <laughs> in the method that you requested or the timing that you petitioned. Well, Hallelujah. I'm going to give you some peace that passes all understanding if you'll get a hold of this. That if it's God's will and I'm praying, I don't have to stress over whether this deal's going to work or not. I don't have to stress about how it's going to happen and I don't have to stress about when it's going to happen because I do have this confidence in this word of God. That if I'm praying God's will, it's going to work. <laughs> I'm not going to play kid games. I want to be a grown-up spiritually. Boy, this is good. Pre I wish it was 11 right now instead of 12. I don't want to be a spiritual baby. I want to be a spiritual adult. That I, God, I know you're in there. And when you come to this door, I'm still going to be standing here. Hey, don't play games with God. Hey. That's what the beautiful word of God says. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths, the little kids, shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that... Praise God. Oh, Lord. There he goes again. Yeah, here we go again. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That waiting don't just mean waiting. It means I'm expecting it. 
It ain't the English word just sitting waiting impatiently. It's the Hebrew word that means I'm waiting and I'm expecting any moment for this miracle. I'm waiting on the Lord. This may be the last knock right now before he opens the windows of heaven on my life and comes through with the answer I've been praying about. Hallelujah. Come on, stand together with me and lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, people, help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, why don't you join up with somebody next to you if it's appropriate. Come on, I want you to pray some confident prayers right now. God, you're going to pull me through this. God, you're going to help me through this. God, you're going to make a way. Amen. If you've been praying about something, I usually just tell everybody to come. But I feel this in the Holy Ghost. If you have been praying about something, it's been going on for more than a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, six months. And you've knocked on the door. Amen. I want you to come down to this front. And we're going to pray strength over your family and over your life. We're going to pray that God's going to help you. And God's going to give you the desires of your heart. But until the moment that he does, until that door swings wide open, that you're going to keep your culture, you're going to pray, you're going to have an expectancy, you're going to cry out to God. Come on, if you walk down to this front, I want you to lift your hands and open your mouth. And I want you to just start talking to God. God, I still believe you. My faith is not wavered. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. Come on, church, y'all gather around them. Y'all come behind them, put your hand on them. Help them. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Come on, fervently pray. Fervently pray, God, I've not lost my faith. never lost my hope, God.
morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Y'all come up and help pray. Pray for one another.